Repeat yourselves, men and women of planet Earth. Come as you are, from work, from taverns, from study, science hall, and all that exists. Come all who are weary of their status quo, bored, hungry, unsatisfied. Join us today at Conscious Speaks. Hello, everybody. It's Kelly J. I am the host of Conscious Speaks. And today we have an amazing show for you. It's spirit led all the way from Port Orchard, Washington, my home. Uh, you may not know this yet, and uh, and I am our guest for today. <laughs> I am an author and wisdom teacher, a master self-love mastery transformation guide, and my book is available on Amazon tomorrow. Uh, it's going to print. So we did self-publishing. It's been a long journey. You can't make this stuff up. It it's happening in, uh, in a sequence that's just perfect timing in the journey in my life. And uh, today uh, we had to reschedule a, a guest and I thought, well, it's a good thing for me to jump in and we'll, we'll, do, we'll talk about my book. We'll talk a little bit about my journey. So um, that uh, book is called Internal Journeys and in Spiritual Transformation and it's available on Amazon. And uh, I'm a spiritual guide that wants to help you connect to your fullest potential. So um, as the guest today on Conscious Speaks, you know, um, I asked myself today what the intention for the show is. And it was to shine brightly through the thoughts and emotions that flow through me as I connect to each and all through love and peace. Ah, big breath. <laughs> Internal journeys is uh, is a big part of my transformation journey, but you'll find out she started as one thing and uh, became Internal Journeys. Okay, so let's give a big, warm, conscious welcome to Internal Narcissus. That's my pen name and alter ego, at least that's what I found out, who fought for me when I could not and truthfully uh, took care of me and loved me when I couldn't in the best way that she could, saved my mortal soul. Uh, she really is the one who saved my life and kept me pushing into my dark with the only tools she had to show me that my light was right behind all my pain, all my fear, all the dogma, everything that I couldn't break through. She was behind there fighting for me the whole time. Uh, that's the healthy side of pride, I think. There's always... Um, there's the seven deadly sins, but there's the seven virtues. You'll, you'll hear me talk about those a lot. And um, I think a lot of time the, the virtues get misused um, by fear and we don't know it. And, and that's the true, um, that's a true transformation experience when we start diving into how fear misuses our, our, our joy, our want, our love, and the way that we honor ourselves and others in ways that we don't know. So my pride the good part of it um, kept he butting heads, let's say, into the dark. That's why we keep circling around. That's why we keep finding ourselves in pain. That's why we keep, you know, ending up doing that habit that we can't quit. Going back to make that phone call to that person or relationship we can't put down. Can't let go of someone who's gone instead of letting them in. All these things are points of contention, I believe, from our light showing us to look through our pain so we can dive in. When I wrote Internal Narcissus, A Spiritual Transformation, one week at a time, over 13 weeks, the book that literally walked my mind out of its darkness, I call it. Um, it was my first, uh, first unauthorized 90-day transformation. And um, I wasn't going to read this, but I think I am. It's the preface. This is the preface to my book. And it's really important that we remember what we write down and go back and look sometimes because they're big cues and they can take us further once we've opened up a little bit more. And the preface for internal narcissus, a spiritual transformation is, what are our lives worth here? If we do not know who we are, if we do not know that we can shake this master shift, clearing the residues of past and weights of presumed memories and blocks, keeping us from the light and the truth of all, is it not time we awaken to be present and accounted for so we can shine brightly in the hues of our own intentions? You know, um, as I think about my life over the last uh, 6.5 years and everything that happened when I fell to my knees and had a spiritual transformation journey that created this book and this whole, whole journey that brought me here with you all today out in the cosmic airwaves of space and time, I realize 
as we've spoke about with different guests on the show, like with Michael Kupo, Monsieur Mejong, you know, with Eric Ryder um, on my first show that, you know, everything in our journey is a part of our journey. And so when we honor it, that's how we break free. We honor ourselves. We honor our truth, our beauty and our pain. And when I was to a point when I could do that properly, this book came. You can do it too. But we have to be we have to be willing to ask ourselves a couple questions and we have to be willing to lay down the negative side of pride and just a moment, just for a moment, long enough to go, hmm, maybe what I'm thinking is wrong, or maybe what I'm thinking is holding me back. Maybe what I'm thinking, there's more to it. And maybe, just maybe, if I surrender for a moment, I could find something to help me grow forward into the light. This book is 13 Blocks That Walked My Mind Out of Darkness. And the first blog is called Grow In. And that's where we make a declaration to grow in. When I meet with my clients, I read to them each week. And so once a week, I read to them a blog, the blog that was downloaded through Spirit that walked my mind out of darkness. And I read it to them and they pick out the parts that stick out to them. And then we create a Spirit-led conversation and we find their lesson for the week. So in week one, which is grow in, they make a declaration to grow in. They, they create their grow in statement per se. And it really is, um, it's a sign to, to spirit, to God, your father, to uh, how you connect to your inner self, your world, however you connect to God or your true self, your highest power, your highest good. That is how you will, uh, you'll always find your way back to your grow in. And so that's grow in. And then we woke, walk into words, okay? So words is about hearing and meeting yourself through your words. You spend time thinking about and going back in time to a place that you were going to draw a line in the sand and say, this is where I'm looking back. And there's some things that stuck out that I remember. And I'm going to work from that point forward to free whatever perception I may have misunderstood about me and my life or whatever happened that was painful that I, I need to look back and reevaluate in current um, time, in our real time self. So we can free what happens is our perception and our pain, whatever we've taken on or taken in, in early childhood or in a relationship or a marriage or in the loss of someone, there's some things that happen and they get frozen, a memory gets frozen in mind. And we get to go back and break those open and loosen those free with love. And there's a reason why we do that, because they're hurting us to hang on to those feelings and to let them go will free us, right? And it's such a beautiful thing, which is interesting because the third book, third blog, I mean, is beauty. Now, beauty has been manhandled through the ages and it always changes. So we can never fix our view of beauty to be on what we think it looks like. Aesthetics are just cues and so we all have different cues that we're attracted to luckily because the world is so big and vast and there's so many of us it would be very very boring if we were all looking at the same thing all the time i don't think we'd see anything and so beauty is a point where we look and we go in and we realize our real beauty is our internal connection to self it's how we connect to life it's our breath it's the way that we feel when we love someone, when we hug a child, when we pet our dog, when we look at our lover or our best friends or our family, and we have those moments that we snap a picture. That feeling that we feel in those joys, when we get that essence and you could feel it shooting through your body, through your cells, that's where the real beauty comes from. So after we, uh, after we find that, then we walk into Shine Bright. Now, Shine Bright is very different and very cool. And uh, it's about finding your own personal frequency, okay? So when you shine bright, this is what, uh, I call it the feng shui of the soul. So what happens is we decorate our lives. We decorate our lives. We do. Everything we wear, anything we look at, the colors we like, the teams we support, the um, art that we paint, the, uh, the way that we design our homes, 
everything that we do, we create. So we're putting that in front of us. So what I've come to believe is that when, we, when we're doing these things, that's our shine right. It's the feng shui of our soul. It's our show, soul showing us the way that we connect to the things that make us feel strong and beautiful and lovely in this life. And so when we can look at those things and then read into them further, why do I love the sun setting? Or why do I like bridges that lead out to nowhere? Why is blue my favorite color? Or why, why is this tree, a maple tree, my favorite color? Or why is this my favorite song? Those, all those things that we use to create our joy each day, not only on the surface make us happy, but there's always depth into everything in life. Everything's been studied and connects. We're all connected. And again, that's what Shine Bright's about. We're all connected and everyone is shining brightly in their own shine bright, right next to each other affecting each other daily but usually many of us are not aware of that because we're still stuck in what they call the i or as michael cooper said the i self right and so when our mind is constantly working just working on everything that it's uh, these cues that it's exposed to um and we can't see others we have a lot of mirror work to do and that's a whole nother part of the journey but we'll get to that later so those are the first four blogs, and they set the precedence of self-love in an internal narcissist, internal journeys, 90-day transformation. Now, uh, I have a quote that I wrote. I'll just break here for a second. It says, when we live in the present moment, we can learn to be who we came to be and shine bright in the hues of our own intentions, right? Shine bright in the hues of our own intentions, and so that is a really big cue to mirror work. As we just talked about, we're all here on planet Earth, wherever we are in our day. Through our words, we've met ourselves. Through the way we connect to our, our feelings, our knowledge of beauty, we're, we're affected. Our shine bright is affected. And we're all next to each other, right? So sometimes we'll take on those colors from other people because we don't know how to separate ourselves. We're taking on their energy, right? That's what they call when people, they, I think someone out there uh, termed a long time ago, energy vampires or or when you someone sends you love. There's a different ways to send energy, right? We can take energy, we can give energy. And when we're not centered, when our shine bright gets rocked, which it will, because we all have days like that, right? Um, we can learn to not have to fall down. We, we roll with the waves because our shine bright, my color is the color of the sun setting. I love the orange, right? So either if it's a dark, you know, red orange or a really light muted pastel orange, either way, that's my frequency shifting. I'm um, depending on how my shine bright's affected, but I can be the same, even if I'm having a bad day, right? There's no bad days. There's no bad days. They're growing days, right? This is the things, these are the things that we talk about. These are the things that we work on at the beginning of an internal journey at internal narcissists. It's, um, it's a beautiful place to be because really after you know how to love yourself truly, and you know that maybe when your shine bright gets affected, you don't have to take it personally, but you could slow down. You could sit down. I often tell my clients, just sit down where you are. They're not going anywhere. It's about it's about getting back to your balance. Let's just get balance back, right? We don't have to rally to everyone's occasion. Let's honor ours and 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 get centered again. And uh, those tools are really important because what happens after we set the foundation for self love with grow in words, beauty, shine bright. We really we walk into fear, right? We're gonna walk into some really um, heavier blocks that come up. So now we already know how to regain control of our energy when lightning strikes, right? So that's what happens when we work on week five fear, right? We go in and we find out who am I when lightning strikes, right? Think about that because most of the time we're watching other people who they are when lightning strikes. And that's an invitation. When lightning strikes, it's always an invitation, but it's one of our biggest chances to shine brightly if we know how to look at it and use the tools we've created through an internal transformation journey to write that balance, right? And so once we figure out who we are, once we meet ourselves, once we love ourselves, our, our walls come down a little, and then we get to figure out who am I 
when lightning strikes. It's a really interesting week in week five. Week five is a, is a you know, you're, we talked about five before on the first show. That's your throat chakra, right? We're learning to speak our truth. We're learning to speak through our fear, which brings us right into week six, which is free. Okay, this is really fun. Okay, stay with me. Free is about figuring out who you are in your life. How do we honor our commitment to others and still honor our commitment to self? And what does it mean to be free? This is a huge week. It's our free statement. We start to really realize that already, okay, we're separate than the things that are going on in our life around us, but we're affected by them. We need to choose how we look at them and how we will accept them into our lives or reject them out right? When we live in the present moment, we can learn to be who we came to be and then shine bright in the hues of our own intentions, right? We're learning to be our own intention, our intentional beliefs there. And so free is really important because it allows us to start looking at, oh, I can do two things at once, right? I don't have to be this all the time. I can honor my intentions and others, and then I can learn to be free because when I don't honor mine or I only honor theirs, I'm not free. And there's another big tool that we learn. And that's in week seven, right? It's really fun. This hang with me. There's 12 blogs and we're on week eight. <laughs> week eight is placement. Every one of my clients agrees as well as I, that this is the most important place that we work on in a transformation journey. No pun intended. Placement is huge. Okay, so placement is huge. We think about placement everywhere you go, anywhere you sit down, whatever you're thinking about, these are places that you are either in physicality or mentally. And so we can be, and depending on how you think, you can be in several different places at one time, and which means you're really nowhere, right? If we're not 100% present, if we're not where we are creating in real time, connected, then we're, we're really teetering back and forth between future tripping or we're looking backwards for a connect. When we look backwards for a connect, it's only because we are not sure of where we're going. I will, tell, I will testify to that. When we are not sure of where we're going, when we don't have a clear idea, when we don't have a plan, if we don't have an intention, we will look backwards for the connect. I can prove it to you again and again only because I studied myself for like six years doing this. So it's, um, it's a real thing. Placement is wherever you place yourself, wherever you're sitting, wherever you hang out, um, the places that you go. We can only go as far as we know. We can only grow as far as we know. And we can only know as far as we know. So placement is let alone not only a physical thing, it is a mental loop that we can get caught in. Shu Mei Zhang talked about that last week on the show. When you're on a step and you think that you've got, and you feel like you're, you know, agitated, you feel like something's going on, you're not sure, everything's been really fine, happy, you're on this step and what you don't realize is nothing's wrong. You've just exhausted everything you needed to know there. It's really time we could step up. We can level up with our level up process, right? And so it's really fun to start looking at these different ways to grow and see they're really all connecting us to our placement internal and external. After we learn placement, we found a place that we see, oh, I'm not only operating from where I'm sitting, I'm operating from where I'm thinking. And either sometimes I'll be sitting somewhere and I'm not operating either place. Have you ever thought, you know, when you drive to work and, and you don't know how you got there in the morning, right? We are pretty powerful creatures. We're going to take care of ourselves, but we're going to get distracted. And so it's really important we stay present. And what happens, the reason we can't stay present sometimes is all because of blog number eight, and that's expectations, right? Expectations, realized or unrealized, right? Expectation can be back looped into love. Love is everything, right? We talked about this in the first show. Love and fear are everything. It's how we create the whole world. Those two mediums, balancing the opposites is what allows us to shine bright. But 
what happens when they're not balanced is we're looking backwards for a connect or we're looking forward and we don't know how to get there. We're not sure. Or I'll, I'll add a caveat. You could be future tripping. Sometimes we dream so much that we think we're doing it and we're not making even one step towards the things that we're dreaming about, but we feel like we are because we think about them every day. I will testify to this. I know this. It was shown to me in my third transformation and I didn't believe it. And when I started looking at it, I was really, um, really shocked because I was given it through a mirror. They said, you're not really doing anything. And I thought, what the heck? I'm working so hard every day. I'm doing my transformation work. I am, you know, on Facebook. I'm connecting with people. I'm doing my radio show. And besides the radio show, I really was just getting up and circling every day. And, you know, I was doing my workouts, I'm eating healthy, but really I looked, I wasn't, I was, I was looping. I was in a circle. I was on that step and I didn't know that I exhausted everything I needed to know there and I needed to go up. I didn't understand I could go up. That's where I think the frustration comes sometimes. We circle because we don't know we can move up, right? A lot of the reason that we can't move up is because of week nine. In week nine so beautiful. In week nine, we work on pieces, right? Pieces of us are everywhere. And so it's a beautiful blog. And I'm, I'm moved to just read a little bit. It says, we are fireworks of energy causing forever connection in our cosmic DNA. There are pieces of us everywhere, little parts we have given that can never be recalled, moving as doubles of energy in lives we know or knew, Settling into places unwanted, wanted, or may not even be realized. They are on pages we have touched, objects we have graced, people's hearts we have unintentionally misgiven, words and touches shared or thrown, and places we have moved into for a while, whether in phys physicality or spiritually. Right? Here we are again, internally and externally, subconscious, conscious, physically, spiritually right? So there's pieces of us everywhere. For us to do this work, we really have to grow slow. This is a commitment to a new you. You're changing, but change is brilliant. It's good. Remember, we've exhausted everything we needed to know in this step. We can level up. There's more goodness upstairs. Where do we look when we pray? We look up. What do we do when we want to look at the stars and we think about dreaming to grow? When we think about dreaming, we look up. I think it's time we all started looking up a little bit more, but we have to get through ourselves first. I'm just going to let you know that after nine weeks, which is really what they call when we birth ourselves through something, right? When it takes nine months for a baby to be born, it takes, uh, I was, uh, I was given a, a correlation through, um, this is a funny caveat. I was talking to, um, a friend of mine and we were talking about taxes and um, when you get to write out when you get to extend your taxes the amount of time that they allow you to extend your taxes to pay them and to, or to take longer to work on your uh, taxes is nine months so we thought that was funny too like it's this nine is a, nine months is a big thing just like 90 days okay so you just literally birth yourself through yourself and then we walk into the last three blogs of the transformation process, which is the pain series. We're going to work on the light and the dark and pain. We're going to make a pain um, commitment statement to figure out what, what it is, what we do when we hurt ourselves and why and how we do that. And then we're going to look at the light and fear and the, and the dark and fear. That's why we work on the yin and the yang. It's a fabulous transformation journey. We, we literally go through ourselves and open up all these frequencies. We dive in with love and respect and honor to look at everything and say, it's time to let go of the past so we can let in the new. And instead of circle, I'm making a commitment to transform and I'm working in the power of two. I've got a guide who I'm not going to, I'm going to be fearless and let down my guard because it's a safe place to say the things they don't want to say to my family, my sister, my mother, my lover, my anyone, my boss, right? Those, uh, those virtues, those, those uh, deadly sins, they keep us from ourselves. So we can't allow that to happen anymore. And when we make a declaration to grow in, when we do this work, when we take the time to grow slow and know that this is a commitment as, as is your life, you made a commitment when you came here and it's a full life we have to live. 
Let's live it with intention. Let's live it with grace. Let's learn how to become a good steward of our life. You know, we're going to take a little bit of a break here. And, um, you know, I wrote down pain and fear do not just go away. They can stay hidden, never letting us reach our fullest potential. That is until we do transformation work. Stay with me and let's talk more about the 90-day transformation journey and how that can turn you into a good steward of your life after we come back from this commercial break. ever felt stuck? Like, who I am is who I am, and I just can't change at this point. Or maybe change seemed possible, but you didn't know where to start. Perhaps it's time for a 90-day transformation. Kelly J. Wright's book, Internal Journeys, A Spiritual Transformation, will change your mind about how to change your life. Once we undo what we've accepted or taken on as that picture of ourselves, we are free from negative self-talk and free to begin the journey to loving and acceptance of self. Start a 90-day transformation and Kelly will assist along your journey through her amazing book. Kelly's story explores how she walked her mind out of doubt and fear one blog at a time for 13 weeks. Life is a gift, so make sure you choose to wrap yours in a world that's created by and lived on your own terms. The book, Internal Journeys, A Spiritual Transformation, is available on Amazon. Learn more at internaljourneys.com. Some people know a good thing when they hear it. Alternative Talk 1150. everyone and thank you for meeting me here today at alternative talk radio 1150 a.m kknw this is conscious speaks and we're live every thursday with me kelly J. and today we're talking about my book and course at internal journeys my self-love mastery course and i'm an author and wisdom teacher from washington state i live uh here with my two golden retrievers freya and celine and my uh, feline counterpart, uh, Amelia, and uh, I. Uh, my passion is giving back. My passion is giving back. Um, I was thinking about it today on my walk. You can't contain joy once you have true joy, real joy. You become a servant. And uh, I, I, I knew I was on a on track to become a servant my whole life, but nothing will ever affirm it more than actually having those um, experiences catalyst and, and just happen inside of you. They will take you a step further and um, and they will take you right to where you want to be. Um, you know, I have a whole process that was created through my uh, self-love mastery walkabout spiritual transformation journey. And I didn't know, I, I didn't really know I was creating it. I was going, I was so face forward into my work. And um, thankfully, we have this process to teach. And I have dedicated my life to the way. And uh, today in part two, we're going to talk about the 90-day transformation in a second and um, what it means to become a good steward of your life. But I wanted to say hi to Eric Ryder and say, how are you doing today, Eric? Hey, good afternoon, Kelly. I'm doing great. <laughs> I was wondering if you had any ideas or what you thought or anything um, that came to you when I was talking about the book and the journey. 
Well, you know, I'm just enjoying listening all about it uh, and looking forward to checking out the book. Now, you it's available on Amazon starting tomorrow. Is that right? Yes, yes. We have the ebook, and then the um, I finally have it ready for self-print. So it's um, going to be in book form, which has been a long time coming. Very cool. And easiest <laughs> way to uh, for people to find it is probably just to go to your website, right? Yes, you can find it on my website. There's a, um, a link for uh, the book. And eventually we'll have a speakers and author page for me. And so it will have its own website. So that's pretty cool, too. Yeah, and it, and the book, I guess, uh, as you were saying, came out of really uh, the, the blogs that you were doing. Is that right? Oh, that's a great question. Yes, what happened is I fell to my knees really in um, – in a, a question, a Q&A period for me after another failed relationship. That's uh, that's my journey. Everybody, I believe, comes to learn through what they chose to come here and learn it. Uh, my, my, um, my fears were abandonment issues from my life. So I look back and it only makes sense that I would probably have relationships that didn't ever really fully work um, because, you know, my, my abandonment issues with my fathers and um, different you know, growing up in divorce, again, no shame, no blame. I'm so happy for each of them to do what they came to do. Um, as a child, you know, I, I kind of knew early on that my parents were, you know, they had their life too, but it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. And I could see them as separate as me, but we get attached. We do. There's, I, we love our parents and, um, and we fight with our parents. And some parents aren't, have done things that are, uh, you know, not right. And some are doing the best they can and others, I mean, there's just this whole frequency of being human. And so that's really the whole journey, um, is you find out why your relationships aren't working, or even if they are working, you know, you're staying in your relationship, you're trying, you're in love, but you just can't open up or you just can't be led or you just can't surrender or you just can't be vulnerable. Either way, it's all, we're all going through the same things. Just someone's in a relationship and able to hold them together. They got married. They have a good marriage. They love each other. They have children. Those things help keep a relationship together. But we could always go further to connect once we learn how to connect to ourselves, once we clear those old blocks. Uh, for people that are out there single like I am doing this work, we're going to attract um, and have better relationships now because we have tools that we didn't have. And I believe for me, at least that there was no, there was nothing to keep me in these relationships. So no marriage. I mean, my marriage was early on, but, and, uh, you know, no children. Um, and so those are the main stakes that will hold people together. Um, so I was a runner. I would always run <laughs> if something didn't feel good. My inner child was tweaked and I was, I, I could pack a house and be out the door. And I had, I, I've done it a couple times in one day once because that's how powerful fear is. I couldn't, and I was in a third transformation when that was happening, but I was a twin flame catalyst relationship, but, and I didn't have a tons of stuff, obviously, but you know, that's when you find yourself running to something or running away, transformation is about to come um, if you surrender. And so this book was uh, a part of that final surrender going, I don't want to run. I don't want to be alone anymore. Um, that didn't even mean being with some, I just didn't want to have the same things, keep happy in my life. I didn't want to keep creating the same patterns. Does that answer your question? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, what happened is I, um, you know, I, I like I've mentioned before, I've been a seeker, a wisdom seeker and a follower of the way my whole life and just always paying attention and, and analyzing my life. And so when I finally got to the point where I, I asked the right question, which was, and you've, you've been with me on the show now, this is the first, fourth show, but the last two guests basically, you know, have said the same thing. It comes to a point when you ask yourself a question, right? Mm -hmm. And so my question was, um, you know, I, I thought about all my relationships and I thought, you know, I'm always looking to figure out what I could do better. I was never blaming, always trying to find my part in things. Doesn't, and even that wasn't enough to get me where I needed to go until I thought, okay, let me think about this. What's the, what's the same? This was the first part of it. What's the same in every relationship? Really? Because then if I could find that, if I could find that common thread that I could go, that's what I missed. That's what I need to work on. And literally when I did that, it was like, oh my God, it's me. I'm the only common. I'm the only common. I'm the only one there every time, every time it's me, it's me. And I literally just, it went through me. It went through me. It was the beginning of everything that's happened since. And, um, I, 
I fell to my knees on earth, I said, and I, my knees hit the floor in my mind and I just opened my heart to God. And I said, I cannot go any further without your help. I've done this as much far as I can. I've, I've looked at everything, you know, I'm here with you. I'm on my floor. I'm working with spirit. I, what can I do? And, um, through my meditation work and my process, uh, walked my mind out of darkness one week at a time. And now they're the blogs that are in my book. And it was really cool. Very nice. <laughs> very <laughs> sounds, nice. O- sounds very overwhelming, doesn't it? <laughs> <laughs> well, it, 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 I mean, it does in a way if, uh, if you're trying to make that first step like you did. But I'm sure the book kind of lays it out in a way that, uh, you know, you're not jumping from the beginning to the end. You there's yeah. steps there, you know? Yeah. So yeah. <laughs> you yeah. explain all that. <laughs> it's so funny. My clients, I, I, I often tell them, I'm like, don't, I go, everything that I, I, I guide, I've guided my, I've guided myself through it. And, and I'm always my first, you know, student and guinea pig, you know, I've got some new things I'm working on to try and break through with abundance and different things. They're like, we love you for that. You go first. <laughs> <laughs> you, you go first. And so I think that's what makes a really good uh, guide is you been through the process you've been through the fire you you you've stuck your staked your ground and you you've turned your life around literally inside of you your dna your sequencing your thoughts you've remapped your brain in the way you think and i set out on my journey intentionally to do that um not everyone knows that you can and so i as a guide go slowly and teach you how to do what you want to do i i'm i'm never imposing um you couldn't um, cause people would leave <laughs> yeah, fear is pretty powerful. And so we, we work together to figure out what's the best way to help you through yourself. And it's so, it's so, I'm a servant to it. I, I can't, I can't think of a better word. Um, I'm a servant to help other people find this freedom. It's emotional freedom. Like we talked about in, in, in free, when you get to week seven free, really seven is for spirit. It's a spirit number. We're talking about free. How do you feel? How do you become free? And, um, it's all has to do with our thought process. We can change the way we feel about ourselves one thought at a time. And that's something you just said, Eric, you said, there's a place you start, you know, before you get to the end. And, and it's a huge tagline at internal journeys. It's one thought at a time. We're not rushing ahead. When it feels too much, let's set it down. We'll come back later. Be with yourself. You know, hug yourself. Love yourself. Treat yourself as your most prized possession. Even when you're feeling ugly. Even when you're upset because you're acting out and you can't make it stop. Know that that is a part of you and you're loving yourself the way you can. And until we could flip the fear to love, it will always be an uncomfortable acting out. Once we could flip the pain to love, then we can look at these moments and we touch them with our heart and we go, oh, I honor that there's something coming up. I'm going to take some time to go work on it. It's not about you. It's about me. And, you know, that's a really freeing thing to be able to come to. I never in my wildest dreams would have thought that these are things that I would own and use and be able to practice every day to keep them. They're powerful tools. You know, it kind of walks me into, um, you know, what I wanted to talk about with everyone out there. And um, I was driving home one day, you know, I always get downloads in the car and I was driving home one day and um, I had this blog come through and uh, my client friend, Pierre Diana Livingston helped me edit this and it's beautiful and it's up on internal journeys and it's called Good Steward and I'm going to do a reading today and um, yeah, I'm going to do a reading. I'm going to read to everybody. Okay, everybody, (laughs) this is Good Steward, and it goes like this. To love oneself is to commit to nourishing one's soul. Driving home from work yesterday, these words came to me. Be a good steward of your life. It caught my attention that this is the single most important gift we can leave our family, friends, loved ones, and humanity. A life reviewed, walked through, and shared with love. Let me be clear. We are talking, what we're talking about is a love over. It's a love over, a hand off, a passing of a baton that becomes a lightsaber of tools and gifts laden with the touch of long pondered awakening thoughts and uniquely acquired insights. Personal stories shared in the earnings of the golden rules of life pass through with no regrets 
because of having made peace with our past. This activates a life's journey into a soul journey, ones that you do not know until you have until much later in life, for we cannot understand what we do not know until the days we do. And then, so sharing them has to be a plan, part of the Leave No Fears Behind program, designed to encourage bravery and courage as our guiding light and our true north. Familial treasures that have brought to life can clear lineal history that has been carried over and forward for too long. And internal journeys, we believe to be a good steward, that one has to be a little bit Yoda and a little bit Captain Kirk, daring to go where you've never gone before so you can clean house and leave in joy and peace once your time has come. Simply put, to be a good steward is imparting and sharing the positive and negative energy transfers that can bring balance to the lineage of lives that have touched us and that we have and will feel too, sequencing seeds that will grow and harvest some of the most fertile and long-lasting loving residues. Making peace with our lives is how we become good stewards, and this will look different on everyone, for we all take the many shapes and forms of our lives as we are meant to, and not the other way around. There is no right or wrong either, if we are all being humans trying. Knowing that how we leave our loved ones behind when we go becomes a peaceful place. It's a peaceful pause in our soul journeys as we forward on and they remember in real time the conversations and connections that have set their hearts afire to roam, to roam free while still tethered here in the now. Live long and prosper is what I hear as a farewell, reminding those we love to keep close to the kinetic fires of destiny, where our ancestors sit ready to be called up anytime sought in earnest, so to remind us that we are not alone and that we will see them again one day. Leaving our families with the knowledge of thy fruits and cherished labors and our mistakes and remisses is what will keep their inner hearts open to hear us when they are in need. Allowing our lives to blend and flourish with the love that we are deep inside and are never without. This baton grants permissions for all who should hear the call to take off wherever we have left off and whenever they want to because they are self-assured knowing that they are breathtakingly beautiful and that there is no greater joy of a human soul than to give and receive love freely. At Internal Journeys, we call this Soul Free. There's a little afterword that I wrote, and I'm going to read it. It says, I decided to write Good Steward over from a love-based point of view. The original came to me while driving home one day, and my recommendation was to stay in real time, tending to our heart truths so that the real legacy of a life lived and traveled can be one that contributes to the wellness and well-being of our generations. We will leave behind and the ones yet to come. I guess it leaves this to be asked. I guess this leaves it to be asked, right? This is a question. Do you think that if we pass our wisdom and truths on, instead of keeping them locked away, that this is a good new way to open new doors to a better way of growing a family, community, and society forward? I do. And at Internal Journeys, we call this moving from mind-based thinking to heart-based being so we can be the love we came to be, freeing our minds so to live from our hearts. This truth electrifies my abilities of reason. It fuels my desire to share and grow out loud evermore so that others may too hear their inner call to find their lightest light and in who they came to be. This is a heartfelt plea to humanity so that they too find the truth that all is one and one is all. That's good steward. And you can find that blog in its entirety at www internaljourneys.com and there's many other blogs there what did you think of that blog Eric I liked it <laughs> it's important that we think about to be a good steward is really learning to realize that we're all here on a journey and that if we honor it we can inspire and excite and liberate the masses when we deny our soul journey because we think it has to look like something outside of us that we're perceiving to be perfect, we not only are lying to ourselves and, and everybody, not because we're liars, but because we haven't found a way to be truthful 
we work on not attaching emotion to words a lot, right? A lie just means an untruth. So if we're living untruth, then we're not being truthful. And when we learn to not take words personally, like they talk about in the four agreements, Don Miguel Ruiz Jr.'s, the four or um, seniors book, the four agreements. Um, one of my favorites that I recommend to everyone to read, you know, when we learn to not take things personally, personally, we're free. That's my favorite agreement. If we could learn to not take things personally, starting with ourselves, uh, we'll, we'll have a lot of freedom in our life. And good steward really rolls back into taking the opportunity, taking the chance to grow in, to meet yourself through your words, to find out your true nature of your beauty, to recognize what your shine bright is, not what it became along the way, not all these different things that you've tried on and kept pieces of parts of and moved into different parts and this collective camouflage of protection and want and need, not that, the real shine bright, the one that frees us, right? When we live in the present moment, we can learn to be who we came to be and shine bright in the hues of our own intention. Right? I think everyone wants to be good. And we all want to be ourselves. And that's what a true life journey is, when we can find a way to be peaceful and loved and loving to ourselves. Because when we do that for ourselves, I have come to believe, and I know I'm not the only one, that there's no way under God's green earth or however you want to look at it, that we could be cruel to another person for being who they came to be. When we truly love ourselves free of judgment, when we have no judgment within our internal agreements, within our harmonic frequencies that create our lives, there's no way for us to be anything but love. I'm going to repeat that again. When we have cured, we have cured the pain, when we have cured the ego, when we have cured anything of judgment, doubt, fear, neglect, unrealized love then we can be nothing but love and positivity. It doesn't mean we don't have days like that, but we won't be cruel or mean or subject to trying to hurt others because it's us that's hurting. We won't take that out on others. We won't be judging others. We will decide who we've come to be and we will be completely okay with letting others be exactly who they've come to be. The world could massively awaken just from that one truth at all. So if we learn to shine bright in the hues of our own intentions, you would be helping humanity. There's so many wisdom teachers out there. There's so many books, you know, um, there's so many maps to find your true way back to yourself. And I believe, I believe it is part of our journey. No one taught us this. It was probably known a long time ago. We forgot. It's a sleepy place. It's a sleepy place. If you look at, oh, even just the Bible, when that was written, if you look at society in those biblical times, there was not very much activity in the daily life of the people back then. It was tending the land, taking care of your family, going to church, paying your taxes, trying to get food, and save up your grain or resources for the next day. We live in a busy society. We've come forward a million light years. We're distracted every day by things that would rather take us away from ourselves than give us ourselves as a gift. So once we free ourselves and know that we don't have to attach to everything that we're looking at, that it's a choice to be moved and pick the response that we're going to give, to pick how we will interact, to pick the books we read, to pick the movies we watch, to pick the groups that we hang out with, those are the placements that create our inside world and we create our worlds from inside out. I am um, Kelly J. Wright. I'm the voice and author at Internal Narcissist and Eternal Journeys, a Spiritual Transformation. I've been living and growing out loud for the past 6.5 years. I will not stop. I've made Conscious Speaks a new platform for us to bring other wisdom teachers, other way showers, other um, transformation coaches and guides so that everyone can find someone they connect to so they can hear the call to uh, become a good steward in their life. And um, I just want to say thank you to everyone out there who's listening. Thank you to everyone who supported me in my journey. Um, 
I'm very, I'm the first one to say that it's looked selfish and consuming at times because the, I, I, there, there was no other way for me to do what I, what I come to do. And, um, but if we learned that people are on their journeys, that people are allowed to come and go, that love is never lost and that everyone is here to participate as a participant in each other's lives, like the grandest Picasso that we're painting, the grandest illusion, the biggest play, the biggest movie, an epic battle of good and bad. Um, that's what I think life is here on planet Earth. So get motivated. Wake up. Wake up. You have a life to create in real time, however you desire, however you dream. But free from fear, living from your heart is the first way that I completely and entirely recommend. I want to give thanks to spirit and God, and I want to thank internal narcissist because she's the directive that was given to me in a dream to walk me out of my darkness. And I, told, I want to thank Alternative Talk Radio, 1150 KKNW, for um, having letting me ring my show here. I love everybody. I love the station. I want to thank Marilyn and Eric for helping me with my commercials and Eric for his expertise as an engineer. And I want to give a very special thanks to Don Avery and Larry Mitchell for the permission for me to use their CD, Rapidly Approaching Ecstasy, for the show. And um, I just want to tell everybody, I love you. You are beautiful exactly as you are. Keep fighting the good fight. And uh, that's a circle. Love and namaste. for joining us today at Conscious Speaks Radio, a place where we come together each week to discuss the mysteries of life, the light and the dark, the sweet and the salty, the divine mysteries of being human, a place where we mentally hold hands, naturally gravitating to each other through the cosmic airwaves of space and time, knowing like bees to honey and goodness, this is a place to take comfort in the knowing that it is from and through each other that we grow in our greatest leaps and bounds.